Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. I know that people can make a conscious decision with focused effort to make changes in their life. I know that. But I also know there's another way that people make change. And it's, it's a catalytic event that forces them to change. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan. And in just a moment, Tim Winders is going to join us. He is a leadership coach, leadership consultant, and host of the podcast called Seek, Go, Create. And we're going to talk about why it is we sometimes feel like we're stuck in a rut when we're not pursuing the thing we're created to do. So that may be where you are. Maybe you're pursuing somebody else's definition of success. And we're going to talk about why it's important to define your version of success. So sit back and relax and let somebody throw in, I don't know, darts at you. In that case, get out of the way and keep listening to us. Here we go. All right. Hey, Tim, we've been crossing paths for probably a couple months now. And yeah, folks had actually recommended that I have you on the show. And it was just funny. Like we struck up that conversation around the same time. I'm like, well, I've heard Tim's name like three or four times. Uh, I've seen his posts and I see his engagement with the folks in the group. Sounds like a great idea. So glad you're on here. And then uh, you're calling from inside an RV. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm in the passenger seat of Theo, our RV, our 39-foot motor coach. Passenger seat is my office, and that's where all the magic happens. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you are essentially, when I saw a picture of it the other day, uh, I was like, this is like a mobile command post. I want one. <laughs> and and the weird thing is, is that I actually removed the big coach seat here, so there's just a little bench here in the passenger seat. So, uh, so I have modified it slightly to make the office work better for me. Yeah. You are officially the first person to call into the show from an RV living the nomadic life. So, uh, that sounded very much like a baseball stat, didn't it? (laughs) It did. So I'm the first. Well, good. Well, I don't know if that means we have to do anything really special and unique, but, uh, we'll help people get out of the rut because we definitely don't live in a rut. Exactly. Uh, now, You're currently in South Dakota. Is that right? That is correct. At the time we're recording, I'm in South Dakota and uh, we move around. We don't move around often, but uh, uh, we're in South Dakota currently. One of the things I admire about that is just the freedom you have. You know, if you want to be in South Dakota, enjoy the 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 lower population density, (laughs) especially during this pandemic. Uh, That that's a plus. I hear it's a beautiful country out there. And, um, you know, if that gets tiring, you just pick up and go to, say, Montana. So there's. That sense of freedom. What? And you've been living in in an RV for quite a few years. Yeah. How would you describe that experience for well, you? Well, well, the word you use is a good word. Freedom. We actually have been traveling. We've called ourselves nomads since 2013. Mm-hmm. So we have not had what you know what we would say would be a traditional home uh, now for I don't know how many years that would be eight years. Yeah. And so we traveled for a number of years and then we attended a Bible school for a couple of years. So we were in an apartment, but it was still sort of temporary. And then when we finished up, my wife said, Tim, she says, I, I think we should travel again, but I think that we should get an RV. 
and she'd been praying about it and we'd been praying about what to do. And, you know, good husbands, we learn that we don't need to be quick to respond to certain things. And so I wisely just sat there quietly, didn't say anything. (laughs) And in my mind, I was thinking, boy, I hope that's God talking to her because if it isn't, we, (laughs) the joke is, is that I didn't know how to spell RV at the time. And we said, oh, we're going to get an RV. (laughs) And so Jerry, that, that was around, I guess the summer of 18, 2018, by the end of 18, we had purchased our RV, gutted it, uh, redone everything on the inside, modified it for our use. And, and then we moved into it at the end of 2018. And we've been living this way since uh, January 1st of 2019. And freedom, freedom is that word. I guess I was saying, that, like you brought up, it, it is it is freeing. There's pros and cons to anything. I mean, listen, there's issues, but, uh, but it is liberating. And one of the odd things, I was, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I can't recall, you know, we have paradigms, we have ruts, we have grooves that, that we allow ourselves to get into and also culture and society sometimes forces us, but I'm, I think many times we allow that. And I remember vividly, Jerry, we were down in Southern California, the desert, and it was warm. We had been, this was in 2018 spring. We It was a little bit cooler than we thought it was going to be. So we kind of kept every month, we would go a little bit farther south and then we hit the heat in Southern California down around the Salton Sea. I wouldn't recommend people go there unless you really <laughs> like dry desert and all that. And my wife and I booked a week, or excuse me, we booked a month there and we were there and we had to fly for business and we flew back in and we were there. We had like one week left and we were laying in bed and we were going, gosh, we really don't like it here. You know, the AC straining to keep it cool. There's not a lot of people. It's the desert. And then all of a sudden it hit, maybe she already knew this. It hit me we live on wheels. We don't have to stay here another yes. week. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's, that's a paradigm. It's like, you know, the, uh, the tether on the elephant's uh, leg that, you know, that's just held with just a small little stake. You could break free, but we don't. Mm-hmm. So we packed up and we headed up to Palm Springs about an hour north of that. And then we just kept heading north and ended up spending the summer on the Oregon coast. So nice. anyway, it was that, that's, I think that sentence there captures the mindset. Life's too short <laughs> to to live it in a rut, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the environment you're living in or, uh, you know, the job you've got, you know, whatever it is. It's just you got one life to live, just like the soap opera. That was a soap opera. Oh, is it bad that I know that it's a soap opera? Anyway, that doesn't that's not important. Just. It would be worse part. if you if you knew the plot and the characters. Uh, oh, that would be worse if you just know the name of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh, the drama. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just it. It's a freedom that I think folks wish they could experience, but then they, you know, but being the key word, they tell themselves a but. I'd love to go on, you know, just pack up and live in Washington or Oregon. I'd love to drive across the country and see every state, but. I've got to go to work in the morning or, but my wife would never go or, but, you know, it's just like insert blank, you know, for whatever the, but, uh, is followed by. And you hear it all the time. You know, I hear it from folks that, you know, there's folks who want to write a book, but they're just so tired after they get out of work. And, uh, but here you've, you've made it happen. There was a conscious decision. There was a partnership, you and your wife saying, let's go do this. And uh, I'm sure you, you made some monetary decisions. And um, But you didn't just always live that way either. I mean, you, you didn't just always live the nomadic life. You had a different life prior to 2013. And it probably sounds very similar to what I just described. 
Well, it does, Jerry. Actually, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I'll share this here because this is, I think, a powerful message. I do think that sometimes it's decisions that we make that put us in the situations that we're in. But as as someone who's a coach, I'm a coach. I work with leaders, leadership teams, and, and I've studied this stuff for a long period of time. I know that people can make a conscious decision with focused effort to make changes in their life. I know that, but I also know there's another way that people make change. And it's, it's a catalytic event that forces them to change. And Jerry, I'd love to tell you that we back way back when we were going to decide to do this and we were in focused and we were intentional about it. And, you know, we put things in place and we set money aside, all that kind of stuff, but that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. That's not what we did. We actually had companies that had done very well, in 2008, all the way to 2008. Yeah. All of them in real estate. And by 2013, we were homeless Mm. and it was a catalytic event that forced that. Now I could, we could go back and say, Oh, I made this decision, that decision. And uh, so that is really what forced us into it. So here's the odd thing, especially in going with the theme of what, what the listener probably is going through is like, okay, I'm in a rut. I need to do something. But here's the unfortunate thing. If they don't, then there is a good chance that down the road, and I don't wish this on anyone. I really don't. I'm just observing things. Something will force us out of that comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Something will nudge us. And hopefully it's just a a small nudge. The way life is at times, though, it could be a swift kick (laughs) instead of a instead of a small nudge. And so I say that to kind of, you know, give the um, the the opposing viewpoints there. There's decision and then there's forced. Yeah. (laughs) And and at that time, ours was forced. Now, over the last few years, as we've moved into what we're doing now with RV and things like that, that has been more intentional decision. With the Lord, we we always like to pause and say, Lord, is this what you want us to do? Are you with us? Because we don't want to get ahead of you. You know, we we want you with us. So, so you know, I just want to clarify that we it wasn't a grand decision we made in 2013. It was horrible. Wouldn't wish it on anyone, but we're so thankful that we did because we never would be doing what we're doing now. I don't know why it still surprises me. It it shouldn't because we've had so many guests on the show that have had a cataclysmic type of event in his or her life that was just the wake up call, you know, that they were already wanting a sense of freedom that they didn't have already. And they were holding on to this life that they were pursuing. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, that life is yanked away. And then they just had that moment where they looked up and said, well, since I got to start over already, you know, anyway, why don't I go in that direction? You know, it's the direction I wanted to go in. And um, this, this other, it's it's almost like the ships got burned behind me kind of thing. And um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it still amazes me when I hear those stories. It's just like, wow, you know, it, and then at the same time, it's like, what if we didn't have to have that happen to us and we could make that decision and put some things in place and um, not have that catastrophic event? Um, I mean, either way, as long as you're going towards the life you dream of living, I think that's the important thing. I think, yeah, you're right. It, for some of us, it does take that uh, rug getting pulled out from underneath us to, to get us to go that way. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things that that I've watched happen is, okay, this is the big question I ask myself, mm-hmm. because my wife and I will tell people all the time, we wouldn't wish our journey on anyone, but we're so thankful 
and blessed that we've been through it. Yeah. And see, every one of us have that has that situation in our lives. And, you know, I know I, I've heard your story. I know you got military background and, you know, a lot of people uh, would want to serve. But there also comes a lot of challenges with that. Mm-hmm. You know, people that go through that, they see things, they go through things that impact you. It impacts your decisions you make later. And, and, and so, so one of the things I look at now as I go back and look at it, maybe I got a little history I could go back and yeah. I go, was that part of the plan all along? <laughs> was that the way it should have been? Yeah. But, uh, but I don't think so. You know, I think there are, there are definitely paths that we could go down, you know, we, you know, to quote, uh, you know, the, you know, I took the one less traveled, I think yes. the poem there, you know, uh, we definitely feel as if we're taking the path that's less traveled because we bump into people all the time that are doing things a little bit differently. But I would argue that probably most people have somewhat of a path that's less traveled. I think the thing that they have to look at is what are their expectations they set? And, and are they really fulfilling? This is a word I use a lot, Jerry, the assignment that they have as, as being created on this earth. And I think the big frustration for a lot of people is this. They know they were created for something more. They know they were created for different. They know they were created to do things that had maybe, maybe not a bigger impact and maybe not even financial reward. That's, I think people find that's hollow. But they just want to step into what it is they were created to do. And I think that's the frustration or the rut that a lot of people have challenges is when they know that they're not fulfilling that calling. That's the tough part. Yeah, there's that disconnect between where they feel they need to be going versus the trajectory they're on or the path they're already on. And uh, we were talking before we hit the record button here that, you know, you know, why is it that we have folks stuck in this rut? Say it's, you know the traditional American dream in a sense, you know, I've got the house, the family, the dog, the cars, uh, the furniture, the electronics, I've got the job with the view of the cityscape. Uh, you know, I've got position of power, I've got authority and I've got a great paycheck, but I don't feel like I'm living life. I feel dead inside. And there was something you had said that, you know, was just a big aha. And I was like, all right, we got to start recording. And uh, that was, you had said that chances are they feel that way because they're pursuing what they think or what they've been told is success for, for themselves. And, and the reality is that may not be the success that was intended for them or that is in line with their purpose. And one thing that you do as a coach is you help folks realign themselves and identify that purpose and redefine success. Uh, Can you tell us more about that and the the process you take folks through and maybe something that comes up commonly? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question, Jerry, because to me, outside of maybe someone's spiritual foundation, Mm -hmm. and to me, it's related to a spiritual foundation. Someone needs to really identify what success means for them. And unfortunately, what most most of us do, I won't say most of people do, I'll say most of us do, is we mimic or copy people. We really look at others 
and we're in such an easy comparison society and culture right now with social media and, you know, video and all that's on TV and all, you know, some of us grew up where we had three channels. I just yeah. dated myself. And so we didn't have a lot to compare to, you know, uh, it was happy days or mash, you know, yes. that was it. And so <laughs> well, I got too excited there. So, oh. uh, yeah, all in the family or, you know, those type <laughs> things. It's like, oh, well, at least we're better than them. We're better off. And now there's just so much that we can do, Jerry. And so, so what many people are doing, they are defining success based on either what, what their parents and not against parents, but they just want people to be, they want their children to, to do well and mm-hmm. have food on the table and, and not go through pain. Well, well, not going through pain is not really a great goal in life because then what we start doing is we start migrating towards comfort. And so everything about what we find ourselves doing is to create comfort and we put the roof over our head. If one car does well, then we need another car. And if we've got one big screen TV, we need another big screen TV and two and three. When interesting side story. When we got this RV, it's only 39 feet long. It's probably less than 400 square feet. There were three or four, I I think there were like four televisions in it. Three at least. I can't remember. And like, there was like (laughs) one behind me here. There was one back in the bedroom, one behind this one here. And I even think there was one above the cab right here that I don't know if they watch when you're driving. I don't know. But so one of our first modifications, we ripped out all the TVs. We don't watch a lot of TV, but all of that is to say the point that we were going down is that foundational. When I begin working with an organization, an individual ministry, anything like that, the first thing to do, and sometimes this is incremental, it may not be right out of the gate. I say, hey, Jerry, let's define success in the next 30 minutes for you, and then we're going to go after it. Yeah. Now, it could be incremental. It's really finding out what your values are. It's finding out what's important to you. It's finding out what stage you're at in life, and 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 maybe what are some of the things that have, that have I don't want to say caused trauma, but have been painful. Mm-hmm that may have impacted you? And then what are some things that you're moving towards? You know, where do you want to be a year, two, three, five years from now? And then I'll just give you the biggest tip that I work on. This is the way my wife and I work in our lives. It's the way I work with clients. We break everything down to 90 day increments. Okay. And so, so we take bigger projects, bigger things we're trying to work towards. Like I'm working on writing a number of books now. We've got a podcast. I'm a business coach. My wife's working on some business projects. Everything we break it down into 90 days. And then when we get it down into 90 days, we break it down into weeks. And we just do these little sprints where we get as many of the things done towards that in those short sprint period of times. So that's the same thing I do with the companies I work with and big, small, whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. And what it does is it gets you at least moving in a small direction. And that's important because many times if someone's sitting there, I've done this before, you could fake yourself out. Let's just say that you want to write a book. I just finished writing a novel and someone's listening and say, yeah, I want to write a book. Well, if you think about writing a book, it could be pretty overwhelming and you go, oh my gosh, you know, what do I need to do tomorrow for a book that I won't complete a year from now? Well, if you think about it too much, you're probably not going to do anything. But if you write 500 words, and let me just also say that I'm really good at telling other people how to do this. I'm not good <laughs> at myself. It, it took me way too long to write my book. So as typical, I, I would <laughs> not being a hypocrite. It's just <laughs> so, anyway, so break things down, you know, look at the big, big picture, ask questions, find out what success is, then break it down and start chunking it down into small pieces. That makes total sense because it's 
not jumping from here to the finish line of a marathon in, in one minute. You know, it's what can I do in that one minute? I can go about a hundred steps. And then what about the next minute? Another hundred steps. So that makes total sense to have it broken down like that. And I like the fact that you start them off with what are their values? You know, what matters to them? Uh, because that gives you an idea of what motivates them, what drives them. You know, why is it they want to start a company? It's because they, they value independence. They value taking care of other people, like maybe their employees. Uh, maybe they value taking care of customers. You know, maybe they value you know, integrity and where they worked before didn't have it, which kind of answered my next question, which is why do you want to identify their traumas and the things that have hurt them? And I'm like, I think I just said it. Like, <laughs> I kind of let you know where yeah. the pitfalls are because those are also motivators. Yeah, I know for me, a big part of why I do this show is because, and if you've heard the interview I did with Meg Gleesner, it's because at a young age, I saw the impact of, um, you know, negative, I guess, a negative perspective of what manliness was because, you know, I saw somebody essentially destroy two families or more. And I didn't want to be like that. And I wanted to break that cycle. Uh, and so that is a big driver for me. You know, why is it important for me to you know, have a high moral code? Because I see what it's like when you don't have one. Um, why is it important for me to be engaged with my kids? Because I've seen what happens when you don't. And so, yeah, so there's a, some of those traumas there that I've either experienced or witnessed that, that drive me. So that makes sense. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Well, the thing, because, I mean, so what one of your definitions of success, and it was a great interview with Meg, by the way, I did Thank listen you. to that. And I love how you started your podcast journey. I think your daughter, was it Amber? What was it? Uh, was Emma, it? yes. Emma, sorry. Yeah, Emma, yeah, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, she drilled you with questions. I'm like, man, I love it. Like when a nine-year-old really, um, or, or whatever age she was at the time, she was really says, okay, she, she tricked dad, me, I'm going to get, I'm going to get you out of this rut. I'm going <laughs> to, that was an external, yes. so that was the external thing. She was forcing you along there, but, yeah. uh, but I love what you brought up. You know, you, you, you wanted to help men and, and listen, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know the, the family situations totally, you shared some of that, but, but, you know, in many ways, some of the byproduct of being in a rut can be doing things like that because people start feeling so bad about themselves. It literally, and, and I can't say this with enough emphasis, Jerry, it erodes and damages our soul. Yeah. The longer we go without stepping into what our assignment in God's kingdom is. And that's, that's getting really preachy. I know, but I know it's great. I know people need to hear that because, because the journey that we're on, it's, it's, it might be to make a boatload of money. It might be to be the head of this organization or to do this or whatever. But to me, the studies that I've done and, and for me to help make it fit in my life, my question every morning is, Lord, what is the assignment that you have for me in your kingdom today? 
And as best I can, and I know that I don't do it well all the time, I attempt to do that. And it could be write a couple of words. It could be get on a call with somebody like you or coaching client or something like that. But I could tell you for the person listening, if they start asking that question, it could be that they're right where they need to be, but they need to redo their expectations. Mm, Yes. Because I know a lot of people that are walking in their assignment or their purpose, Jerry, but because they compare themselves to their neighbor or to Sally or to Joe on social media, they think they're traveling around living the big life in their RV, sitting in the passenger seat of their <laughs> RV. And if I was only doing that, no, maybe they are right where they need to be. And when they start asking that question, I think the Lord will speak to them and say, no, this is the season you're in right now. Yeah. You might move into the RV 20 years from now, but you, but right now you need to be here as a single mom with these two children, helping them get to where they need to be. That's your assignment right now. So anyway, that, I bounced around a little bit, but, but anyway, I was kind of like, maybe it's moving and doing something different, but maybe it's just accepting and honoring the place that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Looking, I, I do hiking and uh, backpacking. And uh, at some point I described to a friend of mine that you know, when you're on the trail for a few miles, you start looking down because, you know, you're looking around when you first get on that trail, like, oh, wow, this is cool. Look at those trees. Oh, look at those birds singing up there. But then you trip on a rock and you're like, okay, I'm not going to trip over another rock. And so you're looking down. And then I, I notice when I do this, miles will go by and I'm missing out on what's around me. And at some point I snap out of it and I say, hey, why don't I just look up and look forward? And it blows my mind every time I do that. I look up and I look forward. There's a vista that I didn't even realize was there, or there's a family of deer just chilling, or uh, there's a rabbit on the trail. There's, there's like something I would not have seen if I just kept my head down and and just kept plodding along. And you know what you said just reminded me of that. You know when we're stuck where we are and we just feel like, eh, you know, maybe it's time for us to kind of look up and look around and say, hey, you know what, I have an opportunity to make a difference doing this and I can change, I can make an impact on maybe my boss's uh, work situation. Maybe I make an impact on my child's situation uh, if I just look at it differently. And and that's, it's redefining what success looks like. It may not be that I got to work an extra hour or two. It may be that, you know, I unplug from work, you know, I unplug from my devices, I unplug from social media, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's something different. And so, and, but unless we know what matters to us, yeah, that, we're not going to know what the right decision is to make. Yeah. I had a cool thought when you brought up the analogy of the hiking Mm -hmm. and I don't know, you know, I'm sitting here maybe sort of kind of praying as we're speaking and all that. And, and, and it was like, do you look down at your feet or do you look up? And I just kind of heard this word, both. (laughs) You really should be doing both because you do need to know where you're at right now today in the place that you are so that we don't trip and make mistakes and all that. But at the same time, you have to look up and enjoy all that's around you and Mm -hmm. all that you're seeing. My wife and I did a a little drive this last weekend. We're just right on the edge of um, the Black Hills right here in South Dakota right now. Okay. And so we did a drive through the Black Hills and we went through uh, this state park called Custer State Park. And, and, you know, if you're going down the road and there's some curvy, windy roads and I'm driving, she's in the passenger seat. Fortunately, it's good if you've got somebody to do this. <laughs> and all of a sudden we come up on these buffalo and 
there were some baby buffalo. There were like four and it obviously mothers and there were four babies with them. And so we just, you know, had I been driving on the curves, you know, you could have missed them, but we pulled over and usually with those situations, there's other cars pulled over. So, you know, something's up. Yeah. But the reason I was thinking about it, we would have missed that because, you know, we're kind of looking over and, and we see it later. We found out that they had been born just hours before. Oh, it was wow. like yeah. very newborn because we kept seeing some things that was more like an umbilical. I mean, they were literally, there was still birth uh, matter that was still, you know, coming out of the mother and they were starting to nurse. The mother was cleaning them. So, uh, you know, it's this balance, Jerry, if we, if we look down only all the time, we're going to miss some good stuff. If we look way out into the future all the time, we're not going to be able to tend the things around us and yeah. watch for it. So the answer is both. Yes. That is true. I'm going to have to adjust my book that I've got going. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did I just change it? <laughs> uh, but in a good way, in a good way. I just now realized that because you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless in the book you want to say, hey, I had this guy on the podcast and he said it was both, but nah, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if he's right? <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, actually, <laughs> I'll get to quote you now. Uh, this guy, Tim Winders, said, uh, yeah. it's both, Jerry. And, it, and he was right. And it made sense. And it does. Uh, now, if somebody wants to reach out to you and you know get coached by you, you know, maybe have you speak at their organization, how do they reach out to you? And I guess, uh, what would be the, the best fit for your services? You know, the, the, the people that I enjoy working with, they seem to enjoy working with me as I work with leaders and leadership teams. Uh, and, and when I say leadership teams, you know, the leader of the organization and there are three to five key people that are part of the executive team, sometimes bigger, but that's really a good fit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the size company doesn't really matter as much, you know, maybe, you know, a million to 30 million size range would be a good sweet spot that I'm seeing. But I'll tell you that I, I've worked with some solopreneurs. I've worked with some individuals. And usually if I can get it on my schedule, if someone reaches out to my assistant, if I can get on the calendar, I'll speak to just about anyone because Jerry, I love, I love just kind of I guess, helping manifest the greatness that I believe is inside everyone in every organization. And so, uh, so I will attempt to speak with anyone. And, but the best way to find me is, uh, is at our, usually our website for our podcast at seekgocreate.com where there's a media kit there. They can learn more about me. It's, it's real fluffy. It says all the good stuff and everything like that. It has good <laughs> pictures and things like that. But, but uh, that's where they could reach out and contact. But uh, yeah, if I could, if there's anything I could do to help help anyone, I'd love to try to do that and see if we could help. Awesome. And of course, you have the podcast Seek Go Create, uh, and great podcast. Uh, the episodes range anywhere from I think 15 minutes up to about 35, 40 minutes, and uh, you know it's a great way to break up a drive between Dallas and Corpus Christi. I'll tell you that. Uh, so it always pays to do your homework for for these things. Uh, I was going to say there's a lot less that are 15 minutes long and a lot more that are, that are an hour plus. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> well, I downloaded all the 30 minute ones. <laughs> oh, good for you. Well, you get all the short, uh, choppy ones. Okay, yes. yeah, the long interviews are, are that we can sometimes go to an hour hour and 15 minutes so we can get those long drives in for yeah. you yeah <laughs> awesome well i mean in a couple of weeks i'll be driving home so i'll i'll get some more episodes in uh now any final words of wisdom for those listening right now uh, you know jerry i just want to encourage people that wherever you are it's okay 
but where you're going is where you need to ask the questions. And, you know, we talked about some here, what's your assignment, you know, what's some of your values. And, and I will say that if someone knows they're not currently in that assignment, they can make that change. It's really not that tough. You know, maybe they need somebody to help them along. Maybe it's just a decision and start doing some things differently. I believe that they really can. And the momentum and the energy that comes when you start doing that will be amazing because if you're tired and fatigued right now, there's a good chance you either haven't accepted where you are or you're not walking in that assignment that mm. you have. So I would, I, I don't know if that was as encouraging as I wanted it to be, but I really wanted that to be an encouraging statement. <laughs> nice. It, it sounded encouraging. I, I understood what you meant. <laughs> Tim, it was great to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, I, it, it just lifted me up. I was just excited. So, uh, And you got me you know, making an edit to my draft. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> sure. Thank you, Jerry. So you just heard Tim and I talk about why it's important to know your values. And then from there, use those values to design your version and your definition of success. And when you do that, you'll, you know who you are, what you're created to do, where you're gifted, and then what your values are, and you go pursue your version of success based on that definition, you'll find happiness like you never knew possible. Now, the best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward. However you're listening to this show right now, there's a way for you to share this episode with someone else. Go ahead, hit that share button, and send this message to someone else, either via text, email, your social media where you tag somebody personally, something like that. But share this. And that's the best way you can get the word out that this show exists and keep encouraging us to put out great content like this episode. I'm going to put some information into the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 274. There you'll find links to Tim Winder's website, his podcast, and some other related episodes that just build off of what we talked about today. Now, I'm glad you joined us this week. Looking forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.